बाइबल ट्रेशर्स टॉपिक 16 हेल्पिंग अदर्स वेलकम टू द साउंड डॉक्टर टेलीकास्ट प्रेस गॉड फॉर ऑल द करेक्टिव टीचिंग वी रिसीव थ्रू दिस सीरीज ऑफ टॉक्स द सब्जेक्ट वी आर कंसीडरिंग ड्यूरिंग द लास्ट एट वीक्स हैज बीन हेल्पिंग अदर्स beloved during the course of these talks it has become very clear that charity is an integral part of christianity there can be charity without christianity but there can be no christianity without charity our topic is how not to help so far we have done eight lessons lesson number 1 do not consider charity optional lesson number 2 do not think you own anything lesson number 3 do not be stingy lesson number 4 do not always wait for group action lesson number 5 do not be over cautious in choosing the beneficiaries lesson number 6 do not confine charity to special occasions lesson number 7 do not publicize charity last week we studied lesson number 8 do not bring the recipients under obligation today we'll move on to lesson number 9 how not to help do not encourage laziness do not encourage laziness beloved it is right to supply need of people but it is never right to support laziness we must be careful that we do not paralyze our beneficiaries now there is a strong teaching about this in second thessalonians third chapter and 10th verse even when we were with you we commanded you this what is the command if anyone will not work neither shall he eat you know the apostles come with such a heavy word we commanded to you that anyone who does not work should not eat also the apostles presented themselves as examples turn with us to second corinthians 11th chapter we look at verse 27 they had so many needs and difficulties in their lives what do we read in verse 27 they talk about hunger they talk about thirst they talk about fastings often they talk about cold and nakedness hunger thirst and insufficient warm clothing nevertheless they set themselves as an example Come again to Second Thessalonians third chapter. We'll read from verse seven to nine. See how they are presenting themselves as an example. 
you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we were not disorderly among you. And what do they explain about that? We did not eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. Not because we don't have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. In other words, the apostles readily accepted help from people, but they never wanted to become a burden to other people. That's the place where they wanted to keep themselves as an example. Beloved, the Bible speaks about two types of burden. Turn with us to the book of Galatians 6th chapter. We'll first look at verse 5. Each one shall bear his own load. But when you come to verse 2, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. What is the difference between these two verses? Fifth word speaks about each one bearing his own load. And second word speaks about bearing one another's burden. What does it mean? There are so many things and so many loads in our lives which we should handle ourselves. Only when we are not able to bear them, we should seek the help of other people. We have no right to expect help from others until we have done all that is possible to help ourselves. There is a saying like this, Help yourself and heaven will help you. There is another saying, God helps those who help themselves. There are so many causes of poverty. If the causes of poverty can be removed, the poor must give a diligent attention to that. Now there is a statement which we have referred to earlier in book of Proverbs 19th chapter. Look at the 17th verse. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. In other words, the general teaching of the book of Proverbs is that we should help the poor people. At the same time, the book of Proverbs also points out certain causes which can be avoided. Turn with us to book of Proverbs 13th chapter and look at the 18th words. Poverty and shame will come to him who disdains correction. In other words, anyone who is not ready to accept correction and anyone who is not ready to discipline his life, he will land up in poverty. Look at another cause. Turn with us to the book of Proverbs 20th chapter. Look at the 13th words. Do not love sleep lest you come to poverty. In other words, laziness and oversleep will invariably land you in poverty. Another cause turn with us to Proverbs 21 and verse 17. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. 
If he is addicted to overspending, buying everything that he sees, he will finally end up in poverty. Another cause, book of Proverbs 23rd chapter and verse 21. The drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty. And drowsiness will clothe a man with rags. So, beloved, if a man gives himself to drunkenness and overeating, he also will come to poverty. These are all what the Bible teaches. There are still a few other causes why people get into poverty. Some people will not work until and unless the working conditions are ideal and conducive. Those people are pointed out in book of Proverbs 20th chapter. Look at the fourth words. The sluggard will not plow because of winter. Therefore he will beg during the harvest and have nothing. Beloved, there are some people who always are looking for white-collar jobs. Though they will be literally starving, they would not like to be underemployed. Beloved, such people must be taught the dignity of labor. No work is inferior or superior to the other. Another point we want to develop here. What the poor need is not just relief, they must be given some rehabilitation also. We will explain it like this. If you give fish, you feed him only for one day. But if you teach him fishing, you are helping him for a lifetime. This is a very important truth we should have in mind. Meet with the staff of relief organizations and relief agencies and find out and learn some basics of rehabilitation methods and techniques. And if somebody comes to you for some help, offer him some job according to your capacity and then pay him. Suppose a beggar comes to you, ask him to clean up or sweep your front yard and then give him a good meal. Or you can ask him to clean up your two-wheeler or wash your four-wheeler. Beloved, this is a biblical principle. This is so beautifully illustrated in the story of Ruth. Do you know that? Turn with us to the book of Ruth. We'll look at uh, the second chapter. There was a widow by name Naomi. She had two daughters-in-law. One was Orpha and the other was Ruth. They were going through a time of famine and they had to go in search of bread. So they left Moab and went to Judah. And providentially, Ruth went to the field of Boaz, who was her relative. And what did she do? Or see what Boaz told her. Look at the 15th verse of the second chapter. When she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheep, and do not reproach her. Let some grain from the bundles fall purposely for her, and leave it that she may glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening, and bet out what she had gathered or gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. 
Think of a woman morning till evening in the heat of the day. Harvest is generally during summer. Morning till evening she was gleaning in that field. One ephah of body she got. Only the next day, come to the third chapter. Look at the 15th words. And Boaz said, Bring the shawl that is on you and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six ephahs of barley and laid it on her. You know, Boaz waited for her to glean by her own self until she got one ephah. And then he gave her six ephahs of barley. So six plus one now became seven. Are you able to see the underlying principle in this story? And we also want to make another reference. There are those who have resorted to stealing because of poverty. Such a possibility is indicated in the Holy Bible. Turn with us to the book of Proverbs 30th chapter. We have earlier referred to it. We'll read from verse 8 and 9. Especially when you come to the ninth verse. Lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. I believe when Paul was giving an exhortation in Ephesians 4th chapter, he had such a possibility and a situation in mind. Turn with us to the book of Ephesians 4th chapter. Look at the 28th words. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to the one who is in need. In other words, if a person is driven to stealing because of poverty, even the exhortation for him from the Bible is that he should try to work with his own hands and earn something so that he has got something to give to someone who is poorer than him. When we say like this, begging is not totally condemned in the Bible. It is not a desirable practice. There are people who are literally driven to begging. That is true at least in a country like India. Such a situation is portrayed in book of Job and chapter 24. When you find time you can read the first 12 verses. You will almost read about India in that passage. We will just pick a few verses. Fourth words. They push the needy off the road so that the poor of the land are forced to hide. Come to the tenth words. They cause the poor to go naked and without clothing and they take away the sheaves from the hungry. Come to the twelfth words. The dying groan in the city and the souls of the wounded cry out, Yes, God does not charge them with wrong. This is a condition. People are driven to this extreme step of begging. Therefore, beloved, we should not despise the beggars. Do not show face or treat them with contempt. Be kind to them. 
we want to present some examples, then you will understand. There was a blind man, his name was Bartimaeus. When he heard that Jesus was coming that way, he got a crowd saying, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. Many people warned him, stop it, stop it. But he cried them all. Mark's Gospel, 10th chapter, that Jesus stood still. He ministered to his need and opened his eyes. He was a beggar. And we know the story of the rich man and Lazarus, and Lazarus was a beggar. You know, the rich man's name is not given in the Bible. But the beggar's name is given in the Bible. You can read it in Luke's Gospel, 15th chapter. And you know, we should try to get the names of the beggars who come to us regularly. You know where the first healing miracle of the early church was performed? It was on a beggar, as we read it in Acts of the Apostles, third chapter. You know, there are beggars with physical disabilities. You can take them to healing crusades. Because there are so many people like that in helpless condition, in the pool of Bethesda, and their cry is, no one helped us. Why should it not be like that poor man who helped that paralytic man to be taken to Jesus when Jesus was uh, surrounded with lots of people? Maybe you could arrange for some medical help for beggars with physical disabilities. Beloved Apostle James speaks about the possibility of some believers in our churches who are beggars. How do we say that? Turn with us to the book of James, second chapter. Read from verse 15 and 16. If a brother or sister is naked, naked means very little dress, practically no dress, and destitute of daily food. And one of you says to them, depart in peace and be warmed and filled. You know the word depart, that means chasing people away. No, if that can be there, even in the church, you know how sincerely we should be towards beggars who are pushed to that extreme condition. Well, I would be especially kind to the disabled people. Even the government calls them differently challenged. We want to make a statement. Kindness is a language that deaf can hear. Kindness is a language that even the blind can see. Yes, beloved, we should be very, very careful that we don't paralyze people. At the same time, we despise people who are totally helpless. How not to help? Do not encourage laziness. God bless you.